In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups, the police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. All rise. On the docket, number 2019-25.1, the state versus James Romaine. The charges of unlawful and wrongful awarding of the Defensive Player of the Year and DB of the Year Award. For the prosecution representing Joe Powell and all the other defensive backs in the Arena Football League. For the defendant representing James Romaine, the 2019 Defensive Back and Defensive Player of the Year. We will start with opening arguments from the defense. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'd like to call my first witness to the stand. I'd like to call Mr. Jason Jones to the witness stand. Mr. Jones, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God. I do. Mr. Jones, this is very simple today. I have a few simple questions for you because when I'm done, the ladies and gentlemen of the jury will see beyond a shadow of a doubt that James Romaine has been wrongly accused of all these charges and rightfully deserves to be defensive player and defensive back of the year in the Arena Football League in 2019. Now, Mr. Jones, let me ask you a question. Have you ever played for the Philadelphia Soul? Yes, sir. And what year did you play for the Philadelphia Soul? 2013. Now, amongst that year, you watched James Romaine, the defendant, as a teammate of yours. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And since then, in your opinion, has there been any defensive back that has been better in the Arena Football League than James Romaine? I mean, I, I, I think Varma Sonny is, is one of my favorite players. We didn't ask you that, Mr. Jones. We asked you, has there been any defensive back better than James Romaine since you played with the Philadelphia Soul? No, sir. Thank you. Now, with that being said, is it true that in 2019, James Romaine led the Arena Football League in interceptions? Is it true that he has took his team and his defense, led by him, back to another Arena Bowl for the third time in four seasons? Is it true that he plays the middle and that the middle coverage position in the Arena Football League is the hardest, most valuable position in the game? Yes. Is it true that the Philadelphia Soul predominantly play man-to-man -man coverage? There's not a lot of zone that you see with Philadelphia plays. That's true. And when you add all of that up to lead the league in interceptions, and not only to bring those interceptions for his own team to get another possession to score the football, he actually ran three of them back. Did James Romain lead the league in interception returns for touchdowns? 
I'll take your non-response as a, as a yes, Mr. Jones. Now, when you add all of this up and you talk to other players around the league, objection, Your Honor, hearsay, I'm going somewhere. Objection overruled. When you talk and you poll for your media and your conversation with players and coaches around the league, is James Romain respected? Without a doubt. Have people said to you that James Romain was the best DB in this league, hands down? On several occasions. Okay. So with that being said, for a guy that leads the league in interceptions, and for the guy, for the for the plaintiff that's coming at him today in Joe Powell, Roe had more interceptions than him and more tackles than him. I think he rightfully, and he's the reigning defensive back of the year. And what many people consider the best secondary in the game, he's the best player on the best secondary and leads the league in interceptions and has more tackles than Joe Powell. Why is he not defensive player of the year? What is the problem there? I guess you're right. See, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, what Mr. Mr. Jason Jones doesn't realize is that this middle position is, is no joke. And when you come up and you ask veterans that have played this game, the Rayshon Kaisers, the Misha Robinsons, Virgil Gray, Fontenet, Cleavon, the list goes on and on and on, the guys that have been respected in this league. And if you even talk about the peers that are playing right now, the Josh Victorians, the Varma Sunnies, it is clear-cut, hands down, from talking to players and talking to coaches, that James Romain is the best amongst all of them playing right now. And if you want to go back the last three or four years, it's been consistent the exact same way. And when I talk to people, this is exactly what they tell me. I know what my eyes see. But, Your Honor, I'm moving for a motion to have all of these charges dropped immediately and my client be set free and allowed to play in his arena bowl with a guilty, free conscience and a mind knowing that he has earned his defensive back and defensive player of the year awards in 2019. The defense rests, Your Honor. For the prosecution... I'd like to call Coffee Jones to the witness stand. Now, Mr. Coffee Jones, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God. Yes, sir. Now, Mr. Jones, as you heard the defense counsel in their motion to deny these, well, as he called it, trumped up charges, I believe that the state has a case beyond a shadow of a doubt that I, not only did James Romaine have a great season but at worst he should have shared the defensive player of the year award with Joe Powell and after my evidence today 
Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you'll see beyond a shadow of a doubt that Joe Powell actually earned that award this season. And I'll go through the numbers and give you my evidence. Now, as defense counsel spoke, James Romaine did lead the Arena Football League in interceptions with eight. Joe Powell had seven. Okay. Now, before we just skip over some numbers, let's realize that men lie, women lie, numbers don't. But you realize that men and women lie about what the numbers speak to. See, at the end of the day, you're going to have to summate your argument. You come with your opening statement, you call your witnesses, you deliver your facts, and then at the very end, you have your summation. And then you make a point of why the jury should move and think a certain way based upon the numbers and the facts that you've given them. And what makes interceptions so important is that you have not only taken away an opportunity for the team that you're facing to score, you're giving your offense another opportunity to get more points. Because as Herm Edwards once said, you play to win the game. Not to get stats, to win the game. And you only win the game by scoring points. And if you can stop a team from scoring, or you can score the football yourself, you've got a good point. Now, defense counsel, he had a good argument when he talked about the three interceptions returned for touchdowns by James Romain. But I like to bring up the fact that not only did Joe Powell score points for his offense like James Romain did, because when you bring up, bring up that point, when you open that door, and before you object to it, because I know your honor is going to overrule that objection. I want you to understand that James Romaine getting three interception touchdowns does a lot for his team because those are points on the board. And that is very rare for a defensive player. But Joe Powell has done the same thing. He has scored points for his team. As a defensive player, he has scored points, not offensive points. Because we all know when you look around the NFL, when you're charting the fantasy football and whatever, special teams is mainly a defensive unit. And your kick returner, albeit whoever it is back there, and James Romain has been back there in his career, maybe not as much as Joe Powell, but again, Joe Powell only had 19 returns this year. And we have another case up in the civil court on the second floor about his snub for kick returner of the year and first team kick returner. But that's a different story. But even with 19, with half the amount of attempts, Joe Powell averaged 23 and a half points, excuse me, 23 and a half yards per kick return and returned three of those kicks for touchdowns. Now, just like James Romaine scored three times for his team, Joe Powell scored three times for his team, not on offense. And if you want to consider something, because I know there could be an objection to the fact that kick returns may be an offensive play. What about the missed field goal return? That's a defensive play. Only one of the year. 56-yarder, Joe Powell takes it to the house. Now, what makes an interception so important? Those are takeaways, right? Well, let's talk about takeaways. Joe Powell had seven interceptions and five forced fumbles. Those are, those are potential takeaways. 
That is you getting the ball out of people's hands. He's number two in interceptions. He's number one in forced fumbles with five. Most in the league. All the D-line and the strip sacks and Joe Sykes and Kano B. Everybody's trying to go after the quarterback, get the ball out. Joe Powell, front side corner, got the most forced fumbles in the league. Well, you don't know if forced fumbles are going to equate to turnovers, you say. So I ask you this. Coffee, who led the league in fumble recoveries? Who actually forced more turnovers? Well, with two, the tie for the lead was Joe Powell. Did Romaine have a forced fumble this year? Honestly, I don't know. Because when you look at the, look at the statistics, it goes down to one, and his name is not included in that tied for 10th spot for one. So it's, it's not listed whether he has one or not. Is James Romaine credited with a fumble recovery this season? Again, the listing goes down to one in the top ten in the AFL statistics on AFL Digital, and Romaine's name is not on there. So so we don't even know, Carver Jones, whether or not Romaine has forced a fumble or had a fumble recovery. So as far as we know right now, James Romaine has turned the football over eight times this season. We can guarantee that Joe Powell has turned it over nine times with seven interceptions and two recovered fumbles. Yes, sir, that's correct. Now, when you talk about tackles, I'll admit James Romaine has 55 tackles to Joe Powell's 48. And some might argue that's because James Romaine gets the ball caught on him more than Joe Powell. But I guess unless you're going to go through every individual clip of film to count it and tally it up, we won't know. I do know this. I'll give credit where credit is due. And like I said earlier, James Romaine does deserve consideration and should I think at best be co-defensive player of the year. But my client is fully have been snubbed and deserves a shot at this award. And James Romaine has been a hitter for a guy at 170, 175. He's, he's brought some thunder. Now, when you talk about passes defended, Coffee Jones, who led the league in passes defended this year? Joe Powell. Joe Powell. 23 passes defended, 16 breakups, 7 interceptions. Number one in the AFL. And Mr. Jones, if you know by, by recollection, where was James Romaine on that list? He, he was four. Okay. Tw 20 pass breakups. Passes defended, excuse me. 20 passes defended, which includes 12 pass breakups and 8 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at the passes defended numbers, Mr. Jones, when you look at the top five, do you see any other front side corners up there? No, sir. Objection, Your Honor. Relevance. The prosecution, excuse me, the defendant opened up the door when they talked about the middle being the toughest cover position, as if front side corner is a little bit easier. And I want to know, is there a relevance to why there's only one front side corner in the top five and passes defended in the league. Objection overruled. Out of everybody in the top ten, you can't name two front side corners in the league. Two of them. You pick any two front side corners that are in, 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 in the league 
And Joe Pyle's got more passes defended than both of them combined. Now, this is amazing. From a guy that plays an easier position, if the position is so much easier, how come more frontside corners aren't up there? The whole list should be littered with frontside corners. And I've seen the Kent Richardsons, the Tracy Beltons. I've seen the list go on and on and on with guys, Mario Norman, Kelvin Rogers. A lot of people playing frontside get a lot of stats. Because, yes, that's a position that you can fall off in, but you have to have the skill, the instincts, and the ball-hawking ability to make those plays. And Joe Pyle has done that, and he deserved to be defensive back of the year. But I'm not done, Your Honor. Because when you look head-to-head, -head, what is your impact on your defense? I mean, we're doing all these stat chasing for nothing, right? You should be able to show some impact on your whole defense. When you look at Baltimore and Philadelphia, they played the same amount of plays this season. They faced 438 snaps apiece. Well, Baltimore allowed 6.6 .6 yards per snap. Philadelphia allowed 7.1. Pretty bad. Bottom of the league. Total defense. Yards allowed. Baltimore 240, second in the league. Philadelphia, 259, worst in the league. Scoring defense, Baltimore, first in the league, 36 points per game allowed. Philadelphia, third, 44 points a game. Turnover margin, because just defense council was so big on all the interceptions Romain's getting. Well, Baltimore is a plus 14. They were first in the league in turnover margin. Philadelphia was plus three and third. Third down defense, fourth down defense. Baltimore was better than Philly. Third, Philly's last in third down defense. Baltimore had the best fourth down defense in the league. Philly was third in that. Sacks, well, we all know, even defense counsel will admit, a lot of sacks that come in the league are coverage-based sacks. And as good as the pass rush has been, when you got three all-arena guys up for, well, actually, Four all-arena guys at one point, three this year, for the Baltimore Brigade, and an, an all-arena middle guy. Baltimore had 19 sacks to lead the league. Philly was third. Red zone defense. Tough to play in the red zone. Can't talk about Joe Powell falling off, playing zone. You got to lock up and play man in the red zone, don't you? Well, Baltimore was better in the red zone. Allowing scores on 71% of the drives, second best in the league, Philly was fourth, 79% of the time, giving up a score. Your Honor, I think our case is open and shut. I think it's very clear that Joe Powell deserved to be, at worst, co-defensive player of the year, if not the outright defensive player of the year. His impact on his team was better. His numbers, just one number, excuse me, two numbers, interceptions and tackles, he had better than Romain. When you talk about overall pass breakups, Points scored for his team and overall effect, I believe Joe Powell deserved to be the defensive player of the year. No further questions. Defendant, would you like a rebuttal? Thank you, Your Honor. It's been brought to my attention by some respected uh, teammates of Mr. Romaine that the reason for the numbers 
team-wise, being so good and so much better than the Philadelphia Souls, James Romain, and my client, is because the Baltimore Brigade have played an easier schedule. That they didn't have to play a tougher schedule as the Philadelphia Soul did. This was just brought to my attention today. And I'd like to just throw that out there for the ladies and gentlemen of the jury. If you're going to play a lighter schedule, if you're not going to play man-to-man, if you're going to be able to fall off and help, then yes, you're going to be able. And you got Dexter Jackson, Justin Lawrence, <laughs> I mean, Cato Bishop, Hayes. You got some monsters up front that are getting after the quarterback more than anybody in the league. They got a fierce pass rush. It's going to be susceptible to a lot of errant throws, especially if you're playing young quarterbacks like Columbus and like some backups that they've played in Atlantic City. So we feel that it should be taken into consideration the schedule that the Baltimore Brigade played this season. Thank you. For the prosecution. Well, I'm glad the defense counsel brought that up because I have here, Exhibit A, the schedule side-by-side of the Philadelphia Soul and the Baltimore Brigade. And when you look at the schedule, Your Honor, you would say both teams were pretty much even. Both teams finished the 7-5, hard to split hairs there, depending on who defensive back or defensive star had a better impact on the team. Both 7-5. They played head-to-head twice. They both won. It's hard to talk about who's better there. Both games were in the same location in Baltimore. The Baltimore Brigade lost the first one. They won the second one. But when you look at and when the defense counsel brings up the fact that the brigade schedule was somehow weaker than the Souls, Well, let's take a look at it. And, Your Honor, I'd have you take a notice to the wins that each team has had. And if you look at the quality wins versus playoff teams, because, see, defense counsel will have you believe that if the team didn't make the playoffs, i.e. Atlantic City and Columbus, your stats could be padded and you could rack up some numbers against those teams. Well, let's look at what those teams did, and when we're talking about just purely strength of schedule, what each team did against playoff caliber opponents. The Philadelphia Soul has one win over the Baltimore Brigade, one quality win over the Albany Empire. That's it, Your Honor. One, two, three, four, five. Five wins combined against Columbus and Atlantic City. So this weaker schedule argument is dead in the water. I want it thrown out as hearsay and objected upon as irrelevant. Because the Baltimore Brigade, at worst, they have three wins against playoff teams. The Stone only have two. Baltimore beat Albany before Philly did. Might I add. Baltimore beat Washington Valor. Philly never did that. And Baltimore beat Philly. So when you talk about against playoff teams, the Baltimore Brigade had three wins. Joe Powell's team played a tougher schedule and beat a tougher schedule than Philadelphia did. 
If you took the strength of schedule based upon playoff teams, Philly would be a lower seed than Baltimore was and not a higher seed. If you really want to get down to it. Philadelphia played Atlantic City. Three times, just like Baltimore did. Sucks because Baltimore lost the first two games. One of them, you really can't blame on Joe Powell and a block PAT. Here's what it is. Block field goal. But this whole weaker schedule argument, I want that thrown out. I want it marked for the record that that argument is null and void. This is about player to player. And player to player, we the state believe Joe Powell was a better player this season. No further questions. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to allow you time to deliberate. I've given you the numbers. I've given you the facts. I let you decide for yourself. You've heard the evidence based upon team statistics, strength of schedule, quality wins, interceptions, pass defended, forced fumbles, field goal and kick returns, interception returns. The fact that James Romain was pretty much a lone star defensively other than Dwayne Hollis. Sean Daniels got some love. Three guys all arena on that defense. Versus six guys at some point being all arena on the Baltimore Brigade defense. Honestly speaking, this is a tough decision. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I think you should take as long as you need to deliberate this. Because I don't think this is an open and shut case. I think this is a very serious and good debate to have. I think both players deserve this award. Hats off to James Romain for getting it. It's been a long time coming. He's watched other teammates have success based upon his tight coverage ability. And no offense to Tracy Belton and Dwayne Hollis, but he's watched them get their turns when it was clear cut at those times that Romaine was the best in the game. The best at the best position in the game. At the toughest position in the game. But Joe Powell has been able to do some things this season and over the last two seasons that have been simply incredible. And I think it should be noted that there was some votes that were voted on on Saturday before the Baltimore Brigade played their final game against Atlantic City. And Joe Powell absolutely took over that game. Just like James Romain took over the first game against the, against the Atlantic City Blackjacks with two interceptions for touchdowns, Joe Powell did the same exact thing with a forced fumble return, another interception. He was a monster in that game against Atlantic City. And I think going into that game, I agree with the defense counsel. James Romain was in the lead for defensive player of the year. But after watching that game, my vote was at worst tied. I'd have to equate all the numbers all over again. But I think by that point, it was already too late. The ballots were already mailed in. And everything, and as explosive and dominant as Joe Powell was in that final game, the voting was already done. I wish we could have seen a co-defensive player of the year. We had a co-second team all-arena center. We had a co-rookie of the year. We've seen these things happen before. Both players are deserving. Both have NFL talent, and both are clearly the best in the game at their position. 
Good luck to Powell this offseason. Hope the NFL comes calling soon. And Mr. Romaine, you got business to handle. I see you soon, sir, up in Albany. Course adjourned. It's the coffee house. Jordan Kelsey, I love y'all.